I was about to clap Gordon then. I was. <laughs> Why don't we give Gordon a clap? Yeah. As vigilant, diligent soldier for God. Well, welcome to the Centre Church where Jesus Christ is Lord, where we live our lives according to the Word of God and where we are continually guided by the Holy Spirit, the power of God. Praise God. Um, before we start, we will do the meet and greet so that I can go down there. So just the first three or four minutes, if you just want to get up and go see someone, meet someone that you haven't met or talk to someone that you haven't talked to for a while, Tia Brown's here, guys. You could all come over and talk to Tia Brown. Guest appearance by Tia Brown. Um, she, you can line up in front of her. She's got lots to say. But if we could just have some music, Haley, just some light music while we do that, and then we'll crack into the message. <laughs> well, I'm grateful that not too many people saw that I was preaching and left the building when you had an opportunity. <laughs> My brother's still here, that's a bonus. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, settle down. Settle down. Father, uh, we thank you for another opportunity to be in your presence, Lord God, because that's what really matters, Lord. Father, everything we do is for you and about you, Lord God. We just turn our attention to you right now. Father, we just cast off all distraction Anything that we may have carried in in our minds, Father, we cast it off, Lord God. Father, if we've come in just a little bit tired, Father, we cast that off. We energize ourselves in the fact that we are children of the Most High God. Father, that we serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Father, that we are full of energy. If anyone needs to be full of energy on this earth, it is the children of God and the army of God, isn't it? So, Father, we just declare that over ourselves right now, Lord God. Father, we just pray that you have your way in this next six hours. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no cheers for the six hours. <laughs> no, this won't be a long message. Um, yeah, Father, just have your way in this place. Have your way in every heart, Lord Father God. We come to receive your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, um, welcome Tia Brown. <laughs> welcome Kayla. <laughs> welcome, welcome Shirley. Point anyone out that I haven't. <laughs> welcome Dawn. <laughs> I welcomed my niece because I was watching a video of her preaching the other day when she was four years old. And it reminded me of what's on her life. It reminded me of the incorruptible seed that's been planted in her heart and the gifts and talents that she has to go with it. And so I'm excited to see her this morning. Just as excited as I am to see everybody else here. But um, it's, uh, it's a treat to have you here this morning, Tia. Yeah, I know you know already as a treat. <laughs> Thought it needed to be unsaid, eh? Well, um, I'm preaching ahead of time because God placed a message on my heart that I had a burning desire to share. And when I was putting this together, God impressed upon me that I should start by reminding us of who we are in God. You know, sometimes we walk around in the world and amongst everybody else, it's easy to forget who we actually are. That we are a part of the royal priesthood. 
that you have royal blood running through your veins, that you are made to be kings and priests on this earth, that you've received Jesus Christ as your saviour, that you've received forgiveness for your sins, every sin you've ever committed, every sin you ever will commit, you've received the grace of God, the unmerited favour of God, the favour that you don't deserve but you've received it anyway. I've received it anyway. When you receive Jesus, you receive the power of God on the inside. That's the God that created this universe. He lives on the inside of you if you've received Jesus as your saviour. We're just going to remind ourselves this morning of who we are. We're blessed in the city and blessed in the field. We're blessed in our going out and blessed in our coming. And that means when you leave your house, you're blessed. When you come back, you carry more blessing back into your house. Everywhere you go, you carry the power of God, the Spirit of God. Everywhere you go, you change atmospheres. Something changes when you enter the room. Something changes when you have a conversation with someone. When you walk into your workplace, the atmosphere changes. We are the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. The things that are dragging people down, we rise above it because we carry the power of God on the inside. Because we're joined ears with Jesus Christ. Because we're different. Do you believe that? If you're here and you've received Jesus as your saving, you believe the word of God, then you must believe that you carry the power of God and you're made for something bigger. That now is the time for us to get excited. When I got saved, I couldn't wait to get in the fight. Well, the fight is happening right now. And so it's time for us to get excited. I believe God wanted us to remember who we are so that we can fire ourselves up. So that we can set our spirits alight because there's lots to do for God. Because God is looking for a fired up church. Jesus is coming back for a glorious church that is on fire for him. When I say on fire, I mean set alight. We're not dragged down by the things of the world. We're the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. We're above only. Things that distract the world don't distract us. Of course, we're dealing with our human bodies. But we carry the Most High God on the inside of our bodies. We, are, we carry the power of God. We're set free by the grace of God. And we are the army of God. When God made you, he counted every hair on your head. He named you before you were born. He named Chris, Chris. I think it suits him. Christopher. <laughs> he named our pastors. Pastor Robin, Pastor Lisa, Pastor Peter. Counted every hair on your head and named you before you were born. He, he knew exactly what he wanted you to do on the earth. His spirit lit up. He got on fire when he made you. He made you specifically. God didn't have a batch of humans that he put out. He made you individually. It's, the word says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Fearfully and wonderfully made means that he spent time on you. And when he was creating you, he planted a dream in your heart. God planted a dream in your heart that is the desire of your heart. It's what you love. It's what you long for. It's what you burn for. When you think about it, your spirit jumps. You may not even recognize it, but you'll know there's something in your life that makes your spirit jump. Psalm 37.4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. He gives you the desires of what he put there in the first place. 
He put a dream in your heart and then gave you a desire for it. He grabbed all the abilities, the talents, the gifts, and he put that with the dream as well. He gave you a personality that suits the dream. He put you in the right place at the right time. He'll put you in the right place at the appointed time so that your dream can come to fruition. God gave you a dream and he's not going to change his mind. Jeremiah 29.11, it's an anchor scripture in this church. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for good and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. For I know the dreams I, I, I have for you, declares the Lord, dreams for good and not for evil, to give you a future, something that you're going to do, and a hope, something to get fired up about, something that sparks your imagination, something that encourages you. When the weight of the world comes down on you, this encourages you. It makes your spirit jump. It makes the embers of your spirit come fully alight. It creates a roaring fire on the inside of you. You can't be stopped when you're feeling like that. Nothing can stop you. We're all believing for something, aren't we? Who in this room now, I want you to think about it because we're going to talk about this amongst ourselves later in this message, not too much later. Who in this room, you don't have to put your hands up, but who in this room already knows their dream? Already knows what God's placed in their heart? We're all believing for something. You know, we can, our dreams can get buried under discouragement, under our circumstances, under our resources, under the words of others. You might have a dream to do something massive that nobody can see in you right now. They might have talked you down from it. You may have already tried two or three times and failed. Don't give up. God will never give up on your dream. Don't bury your dreams under discouragement. Encourage yourself in your dream. When you think about that dream, you will fire up. God puts dreams in our hearts that are bigger than us. It's going to be something that you can't imagine yourself doing but it excites you anyway. You know, you, you dare to think, man, I, I'd love to do that. Just don't put the butt in. I'd love to do that. I'm going to do that. God placed that in my heart. It's the desire of my heart. He will give me the desire of my heart. It will not fail because he placed the dream inside me. I believe God wants us to hear this message, including myself, so I can reignite the fire in myself. Because when I'm fired up, my faith is fired up. When I'm fired up, I'm a better worship leader. When I'm fired up, I preach fire. I'm not saying I have, I'm saying I will. When you fire up, everything is more fired up. God puts dreams in our hearts that are bigger than us so that we have to rely on his power to achieve them. We have to acknowledge that he's the one true God. That he's bigger than any problem that you face, any any. Any challenge, any test, God is bigger than that. Anything that you can do to talk yourself out of your dream, God is already bigger than that. He already has a strategy for removing that. Your dream will be bigger than you. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Who believes that? Who believes that? <laughs> I know that voicing things, yelling, shouting, isn't a sign of fire, but I know that it's, uh, 
Yeah, when you're fired up, you can't control yourself. You know, I believe God gave me this message because I need it. Because I needed it. Because I'd, I'd strayed so far from who I was meant to be that God needed me to fire up. And so I'm not talking to you like I know it all and you should just click to it right away. What I'm saying is God is asking us to fire up. He's coming back for a glorious church. A church that is deeply and intensely in love with him. If God gave you this dream, people can't stop you. Nothing can stop you. If God is for you, who dare be against you? Who believes that? Because if you're praying for a healing, if you're just praying to meet the rent, if you're praying for a new job, you have to believe that if God is for you, who dare come against you? You have to believe that God is the one true God, that he is the greatest superpower in this universe, that there's nothing like him that you're different on the inside, that your prayers matter, that your prayers carry power. I heard this, remember that God starts in the dark. If you're believing for a dream, and perhaps it's been some time, and my dream took 20 years the first time. Remember that God be begins in the dark. Each and every day our day doesn't begin at sunrise, it begins at midnight. God starts the day at midnight. There's five or six hours before the sun rises. That's correct, isn't it? My mass is about right. In other words, God starts working from midnight. He starts working in the dark. Even if you can't see him working in your life, he's working in the dark for your good and for his glory. Don't give up on your dream. Don't be discouraged by the lapse of time. God starts his work in the dark. The sun is about to rise. We got that bit? Okay. Praise God. Father, I thank you that you're just having your way right now, Lord Father God. Thank you that you're rekindling fires in all of us. Thank you, Father, that you are the great encourager. That you love your children and we love you, Lord. What does your dream look like? So I'm not talking about dreams maybe that you've had where... You've woken up and thought, God gave me that dream, and it was about a frog that had a crown. That had a, you know, those are great. Like, they're awesome. You get them interpreted, and there's something amazing. I'm not talking about that. I'm not even necessarily talking about dreams that most, you know, if you ask a Christian what their dream is, we get pretty holy about it. I want to, you know, I want to preach to a million people in a stadium. Awesome dream. Fantastic dream. Amazing dream. Someone's got to do that. I hope it's people in this auditorium right now. So time is coming when um, there is going to be a, a, a great rising up of God's Spirit on this earth and he's going to need people to evangelize and to preach. But I'm not really talking about those dreams. I'm talking about a dream that maybe you've had since you were a kid. Maybe you had it when you first got saved. It's something that you love. And you might not see how it connects with God. But I'm going to give you a couple of examples. The first one is, is my niece Tia. So Tia's dream is to be a black fern. I believe that's her dream. I used her, a photo of her running away for a try that her mother took, which is her number one fan, number two fan is her father who's sitting here now. Her dream is to be a black fern. Her dream is to play rugby for New Zealand at an elite level. 
sometimes it, it might be hard to connect that with God. She's not saying she wants to go and evangelize. She's not saying that she wants to go out and preach any of those things. What she is saying that she wants to do something that she loves, that God has placed in her heart, that he's given her talents, abilities, and gifts to do that, that she's surrounded by people who agree with her dream. But I also know that in that video, when she was four years old, she was preaching the word of God. She was evangelizing. She was sharing the gospel. And so if she just follows her dream to be a rugby player, she's going to put herself in a position of influence that none of us have. She's going to be on a bigger stage. She's going to travel the world. And she's going to have an opportunity to share the gospel. We don't have to see what the, where the dream's going to go. We just have to follow our dreams. God is going to give us the desire of our heart. It's going to line up with some abilities and talents and gifts that you've already got. You don't have to go looking for it. It might be that you love knitting. And you might think, well, that's really silly. But your dream might lead you to a knitting club or a group of people, like-minded people, where you get one person saved who goes on to evangelize 100 people. God is a strategic God. He's already planned our, our lives up. We have free choice. But he's put a purpose in us and a destiny. When I was 18 years old, I was talking with a friend and we were dreaming about what we wanted to do and I wanted to own a gym. When I was 40 years old, I bought a gym. 22 years. I fell off that dream. When I bought the gym, it didn't line up with my resources. It didn't line up with my circumstances. The landlord didn't want us in there. I was dealing with a difficult person. God found a way to, to give me my dream. And in that place, it's called 318. It's named after Abraham's 318 men. We've had a chance to lead people to the Lord, see people healed, share the gospel, witness to people. Other Christians come to that gym and do the same thing. I couldn't have foreseen that when I was 18, thinking about owning a gym, but God knew what he was doing. And then when I got saved, I had a dream, which is now amplified in my mind, to build a hub, to have a church, this church at the center of it, to have the gym attached, to have a medical center attached, youth services, counseling services, a cafe that services all of those organizations, business units that then go on to pay for the complex. Our tithes and offerings become overflow. It's a place where God's goodness is sown into every part of the building. It's a light in this community. It becomes a light in every community, not just with our church, but it becomes a template for other churches. That's just my dream. It started with, man, I wouldn't mind having a bench press and a couple of squat racks. But God has grown that dream for me. I don't have the resources to do that. I have some connections. But I believe in the power of God. My dream is bigger than me. I believe that God's going to put his power to it. All I've got to do is get fired up for it. All I've got to do is stay fired up for it. So I'm continually looking for opportunities. That when doors open, I walk through them. I don't ignore them and then go later. That was actually an opportunity. We're going to spend about five minutes just... It could be you and your partner, it could be your family, it could be a group of five. I want you to get together and just share very quickly your dreams with other Christians, with your brothers and sisters in here. I'll tell you why. Because when you share your dream and someone hears that, it gets them excited. When you speak your dream out, I spoke to someone during the week who was a little embarrassed to say their dream because it was so big. They didn't want to look like they were arrogant. Let me tell you that God is not short of ideas, he's not short of power. 
He's not short of love for you. Whatever your dream is, God can make it happen. If he planted it in your heart, he will not let it fail. So if we want to get together, if you don't have a dream to, to share, just agree with someone else's dream. Start getting in agreement with that. We're going to spend five minutes. It is now 11.42. We're going to finish at 11.47, and I'll close up the message. Okay, just break into groups now. Be as loud as you want. Don't be shy. And share your dreams. Get each other excited. Rich is going to play. I'm going to rest. Thank you for doing that. Someone told me that my brother's dream is to be assistant pastor. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you don't know, that's because I'm assistant pastor. He, wants to <laughs> he thinks it would be for the best. <laughs> no. So um, I'm not going to ask if you enjoyed doing that. But what I will say is that imagine... Imagine if every time you came to church, to this place, you came to celebrate what you've been doing during the week, and you came to talk about your dreams, and we couldn't even start the service because you know, half the congregation is saying, man, God's put me in this place. God's doing this with me. I've, through my dream, been able to, I've seen all these people saved. Or If we were that excited for God, we couldn't even start the service. We'd just play some music and watch you guys burn. <laughs> yeah. When you hear other people's dreams, it's actually quite exciting. I only heard one this morning, but it was like up here, and it was exciting. Because when you, when you look around, if we knew everybody's dreams in this place, rather than just looking around and seeing our brothers and sisters in Christ, we'd see Chris that's going to do this. And we'd see, like, Mason, who's going to do that, and Linda, who's going to do this, and Grant and Christine, who are going to do that. We'd start feeling like God was really making a difference in the world through us. Now, I know he is. But, man, it would be exciting <laughs> to see some of your dreams rolling out. I'm not saying it's the only thing. The most important thing for us is to be in the presence of God. But the more time we spend with him, the more fired up we get the more we can put our faith to our dream. I think we're all longing for an outpouring of God's Spirit and being a part of the glorious church. It's what we do outside the church. It's what we do in our spare time. If you're coming to church just to be topped up, just to be filled up because you've drained yourself from the week, it's not going to work. God can do it. But wouldn't it be better if you were coming in excited, filled up, your spirit overflowing? As you're walking through the door, people are getting healed because you've been out there spending your life the six and a half days that you're not here with God, making an impact and an influence in your, your sphere of influence. You come in bringing your supply. You come in and we celebrate who we are in Christ Jesus. This would be a very different place. I'm not saying that some of you aren't already doing that. But I believe this would be a much different place. Every church would be a, a different place. Praise God. God is so good. Father, we thank you that you love us so much. He chose us. You choose us to be ordinary. You chose us to be extraordinary. 
Okay, so now you've got your dream. What do you do with your dream? I've just got a few tips. First one, write it down. Write it down. The dream I had when I was 18 to own a gym, I completely forgot about it until I got back in the industry. And then I used to come in here when I first became a personal trainer. I was a trainer for six years before I bought a gym. I used to walk into this place and a guy called Wayne Douglas used to always greet me and say, Morning, gym owner. How are you, gym owner? I used to laugh at him. I thought it was funny. After a while, I was like, man, why do you keep calling me gym owner? Six years later, I owned a gym. That was him speaking faith over my dream. Even, even though I drifted off a little bit, one person agreed with me. Habakkuk 2 verses 2 and 3 says, And the Lord answered me, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. In other words, when you read it, you get on fire. For still the vision awaits its appointed time, it hastens to the end, it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it, it will surely come, it will not delay. Write down your dream, write down what you're believing for. You could put it next to your bed, it could be the first thing that you see in the morning and the last thing you see at night, it could be your first prayer and your last prayer. Alongside anything else you're praying for other people. But it should be there in the forefront of your mind. It'll keep you fired up. And if you're fired up, your prayer for other people is going to be fired up. Your faith is going to be stronger and extended. Because you're asking God for something extraordinary. Get a revelation of grace. Get a revelation of grace. Get a revelation that you've been forgiven all of your sins. I think sometimes we're so weighed down by what we think we're doing wrong that it's hard to believe that God will answer our prayers. I'm not trying to put that on anyone, but it can happen. Understand that grace is the unmerited favor of God. It's favor that you haven't earned. You don't deserve it, but God gave it to us anyway. We have favor with the Most High God. We carry the power of God on the inside. Get a revelation of grace. Add hope to your dream. Hope is the foundation of faith. Hope is your imagination of things to come. Build a vision of your dream. And I'm only talking about dreams here. There's healings and all sorts of things, but build a vision. Hope for it. When I, think, when I started thinking about the hub, it started out very small. Now I can see the land. I can imagine the building. I even know what shape it's going to be. I know what's going to happen. I can see kind of in my spirit how God's goodness is going to flow in and out of Christian and non-Christian businesses and organizations. How it's going to become something in this community that is just a place of healing for everything. Spirit, mind, body, soul, everything. And at the center of it will be God, the church. Build up your hope. Build up your hope by... Just reciting your own testimonies to yourself. What has God done in your life that you can't explain? How many times have you been healed? Your own salvation. If you plot back from when you got saved. I got saved in this church, but if I go back 20 years, I can see how God maneuvered me, positioned me, so that he could enter my life. But it was miraculous. It was miraculous. It was a 180-degree turn for me. It was a 180-degree turn for my brother. I don't know about everybody else in here. Strengthen yourself and build your hope in the things that God has done for you in your life, the things that God has done for others around you. 
the things that you've seen here in this church, the things that you've seen in your own family, in your community, the goodness of God, and pray. I was saying in the morning service, Pastor Don used to say that 10 out of 10 people would die. It was his, it was his funny statistic. <laughs> Quite a morbid statistic, really. But 10 out of 10 prayers that don't get asked will not get answered. If you don't ask for it, you won't get it. Ask and you shall receive. That's what the word says. We have all been, already been promised blessing, provision, healing, all of those things. Those are ours. When you pray extraordinary prayers, when you pray big prayers, you prove to God that you know who he is. You're not praying for the mundane. There's nothing wrong with communicating with God, with asking for little things during the day. Thanking him for things in your life or in your surroundings. But when you ask for something huge, you're basically saying, I know who you are, God. I know you can do all things. I know you created the universe. So surely you can build a hub here on the Carpety Coast. You raised up the mountains and filled up the oceans. I know you can build a hub here on the Carpety Coast. I know that you love people so much you gave your only son so that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. I know you can build a hub on the Carpety Coast. It's extending our faith by asking for something extraordinary. You know, just last week I was praying. I've got some building going on at the gym. I was praying about a, a project that's about seven grand. It's run over seven grand. I was praying about that. And then God just reminded me that the building's for sale. Don't pray for the seven grand. Pray to buy the building. God can do anything. God can do all things. He can't just get that $7,000. He can find me $2 million to buy a building. I firmly believe that. Lastly, I just want us to remember who we serve, that we serve the Most High God, that we're different, that the power of God rests on the inside of us, the same power that created man, same power that put the stars in the sky, put the sun out, placed the moon, filled up the oceans, created every living thing, that's the God that we serve. There's nothing too big for God. Whatever you're believing for today, whether it be healing, breakthrough, financial breakthrough, an answer to any prayer, it's not too big for God. That's who we serve. The troubles of the world aren't too big for God. He has every solution. It's a blessing to serve our God, isn't it? And guess what? He loves us more than anything. So, Father, we praise you, Lord God. We lift you up right now, Lord God. We thank you, Lord Father God, that you chose us, that you created us, Lord God. Father, that you gave your Son for us and that you sent the Holy Spirit to guide us into your perfect will to comfort us and lead us. Father, I thank you that there's a better way to live and we're living it because of you, Lord God. I thank you for life in abundance. Father, I declare blessing and favor and prosperity and victory over every person here. Every family that calls the Center Church home, every family that attends a life-giving church in this community and in this nation. Father, we declare blessing and outpouring of your blessing on the body of Christ so that every human being can come to know the goodness of God. Father, your word says to love you and love people. Father, I thank you for it. 
I thank you that every person in this room has a revelation of that. And Father, I thank you for dreams. Father, I just get in agreement with every dream in this room right now, Lord Father God. Father, I pray, Lord God, that you would pour out gasoline on the fire of our spirits, Lord God. That you fire us up, Lord Father God. That you take us to another level. And when I say another level, I mean closer to you, Lord God. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord God, that when we walk in next week, this will be a different place. A different church. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord God. Well, thank you for listening. <laughs> One minute. <laughs> if you want prayer for anything, we will pray for you. And it's important to pray with people who really, truly agree with you. If you want someone to just get an agreement for your dream, we don't have to go through the whole dream. It's just, man, I'm believing with you for your dream. Then we can do that. But I would encourage you to start sharing your dream. Start speaking it out. Start putting, you know, faith is speaking out and acting on the word of God. If your dream lines up with the word of God, speak it out. Start speaking faith about your dream. God will not let it fail. If you don't know Jesus... I feel like I know everybody in here. <laughs> if you don't know Jesus, though, please come up the front for prayer or ask a leader from the front afterwards if you're a bit shy, and we will pray with you. It's very simple. All you've got to do is accept Jesus as your Savior with your whole heart. Just be desperate to have him in your life, to be different. Thank you, Jesus. So what we're going to do is we're going to close the service. There is going to be prayer going on up here. So please, if you want to share your dreams, if you want to talk to someone, and pull them aside and take them out to the cafe. And, uh, because someone up here might get a breakthrough in whatever they're believing for. We want to give God time to do that. We want to give him reverence. It's actually really, really important that we don't have distractions while we're praying, who, who sits in their prayer closet and listens to a podcast while they're praying? Not me. And so, um, yeah, we'd ask if you want to chat, just go out and have a coffee. We'd love you to stick around and fellowship. And um, if you want prayer, the leadership and the ministry team will be up here to pray for you. Praise God.